You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, take your seats. I said take your seats. Class, sit. Shh. I swear you're all acting like a bunch of animals. <laughs> Pet Life Radio presents Teacher's Pet, where you'll learn how to understand and communicate with your pet and train them to be the best pet they can be. It's time to see the world from your pet's point of view. So give a tail-wagging welcome to your Teacher's Pet host, Sarah Wilson. Hi, welcome to Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. This is Sarah Wilson. It's been a while since our last episode. I was traveling out in the southwest having a nice time and then came back and got hit by the virus that's going around. And for a while, I sounded like the love child of James Earl Jones and Kathleen Turner. And I thought maybe that wasn't what I was going to go with. Um, I'm still a little hoarse, but we will power on. So today, the show is going to be some video that I took previously but didn't fit into previous podcasts and an interview with Shirley Minatelli about her mobility assistance dog, Zia. Many people aren't aware of the variety of assistance dogs that are out there, and this is an opportunity to hear from a handler and also to get some insight into what their day and world is like. I think you'll enjoy it. But right now, we need to hear from our sponsors, and then we'll be right back, and we'll get going. Okay, class, grab your tuna flakes, biscuits, and bones. Teacher's Pet will be back in two shakes of a tail, right after recess. There's nothing like a shaggy dog, baby. They're shagatelic. And this is the place to find out how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Oh, yeah. So stop by our pad every week and get switched on, baby. Switched on to the show that's all about attitude. Oh, behave. With your groovy host, pet edutainer Arden Moore. Yeah, baby, yeah. Every week on demand on PetLifeRadio.com. Flight 291 is now boarding. All passengers, please proceed to gate 4. And who's this traveling with us today? This is Bailey. She's never flown Midwest Airlines before. Hi, Bailey. (coughs) She'll be fine. We take special care of our traveling pets. In fact, our premier pet program was created by an employee and dog lover who believes that pets should be handled as precious cargo. And they are. Oh, and they earn travel rewards, too. Oh, good. Thanks for flying Midwest Airlines, Bailey. Enjoy your flight. Visit MidwestAirlines.com. Pets are part of the family, and when traveling with your dog, there's only one magazine to include when packing your doggy's duffel bag, and that's Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each bi-monthly issue includes hotel, city and state reviews, and doggy destinations to explore with your furry companion. Fido Friendly magazine can be found at Borders, Barnes & Noble, PetSmart, Pet Boutiques, and Fido Friendly hotels nationwide. Or you can go online to subscribe at www.fidofriendly.com. So get traveling with your pet today and leave no dog behind. And remember, Fido Friendly's the only magazine dedicated to the travel lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for.
Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, hang up your collars and leashes. Teacher's Pet is back in session. Now park yourselves on the floor. I said park, not bark. Okay, Teacher's Pet with pet expert and author Sarah Wilson. Pay attention, there may be a quiz later. Welcome back to Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. This is Sarah Wilson, and we're going to start off with a great little bit of footage of Sketches, who was part of our last podcast, an adorable little Shih Tzu pup. And you're going to see him learn hand blocking. And what hand blocking is, is that if I put my hand out, the pup learns to turn away from the thing they're interested in and look back at me. Now, why would we teach this? There are many reasons. Number one, it's part of the I am not someone to push through or move around. If I put my hand out, that's a barrier. That's a wall. Don't push through it. This comes in handy when you have food on a table and the dog is sniffing it. You put your hand out and they turn away. With my group of dogs, I use it when one dog is pursuing another a bit too strongly and they're running past me. If I step sideways as the first dog goes past and put my hand out, the second one will peel away and go do something else. Easy. It's wonderful when you're going out a door and you want the dog to wait. It's a great way to start developing that wait understanding that the hand means don't push through or past it. And the most fun... It's so easy. So watch, this is exactly real time. This is how long it took with a puppy who had never seen it before. Enjoy. Side note, video clips can be found at PetLifeRadio.com, Teacher's Pet, this episode. Click on episode information and you'll see the video clips there. Or you can go to MySmartPuppy.com, my website, and links to the video clips will be on the front page on the left-hand side. Enjoy. He's doing so well with this. Let's do a little hand blocking. This is something he's never done with me. All right. So show the treat. Block it. Good. (laughs) Good boy. I'm going to block, block. Good boy! The minute he turns away, feed. Good job. So I'm feeding with the hand farthest from the tree. I do not feed with a hand that's good boy, good, that's blocking him. What's the point of this? Is I want good boy, beautiful. I want to teach him my hand comes out, turn away from it. Great for food on the table, great for distraction of other dogs. Good boy, good. So you can see how quickly they pick this up. Unbelievable, pumpkin. Good boy, good. Very nice. Oh, exceptionally smart puppies make for l- <laughs> lousy videos. It does. You guys are no help. You're too cute. Good boy. Excellent. So, this isn't hard. It doesn't take long. He's having a blast. I'm having a blast. Why not do this? It makes your life so much more simple if you can just, he looks at something. You put your hand out, he turns away, you praise him, you move on with your day. You are too cute. I don't know what's cuter, I still don't. This jacket or you? I think it's you. I think it's you in this jacket. I do. Looking very dashing. Yes, you are, in your red and purple. 
Uh, and this is also what you want, is a puppy who is playing around your feet, or in this case my knees, saying, can't we do more? Can't we do more? He thinks he's playing a game. That's exactly what I want. Wonderful thing for him to learn. He's having a blast. And this is just a nice addition to both our days. So I'm going to still, in the quest of finding a dog who I can actually show you some training with, I'm going to get another dog. What? What? Come on, cutie. I know loaves of bread that are bigger than you. How incredibly cute is that puppy? Oh, just lovely. So you can see, a lot of fun, really easy. You can do this. A couple of tricks. If your puppy is a real food maniac or a much bigger or stronger pup, or say a lab who is more physical to begin with, you may want to tether the puppy back so that he can't push through your hand at first. If your pup attempts to push through you, I push back with equal pressure. Not more, not less. I meet them where they are. And I'm not slapping at them. They're pressing forward, I press them back. I am not someone to push through. What you want to do is block with one hand, have the treats in the other. So you block with the hand closest to the biscuit, and then you have treats in the other hand. The minute the dog pauses, you can say their name, you can make a kissing sound, I don't care. Help the pup out if they need it, and the minute they start to turn away, praise and feed, feed, feed from that other hand. Repeat. Usually after three or four attempts, the pup will start seeing that hand come out, and they'll simply turn and look at you. Perfect. That's just what we want. Well worth the effort and a real good beginning for control around distractions down the road. This is fine for any age dog, by the way. The only ones I would be cautious with are dogs who are food aggressive. So again, I would tether back. I would use something that isn't going to trigger their aggression. Um, some low value item like a biscuit or use a toy. Doesn't matter. Use something that your dog is interested in but not wild about because your job is always to set yourself up for success, not to challenge yourself. So if your dog is really keen on tennis balls, don't start with tennis balls. You know, start with some other toy that they barely look at. So it's easy. Who cares? Have fun. All you're trying to do is create success, and when that success is created, then you can move on and challenge them. Now I have a call coming in, so I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. The next video clip is of Tootsie, the poodle puppy, who starts to offer me downs in the middle of my talking to you about something else. You can wait. I can retape something. But when a puppy starts to throw downs at me and say, see, see, I know this is a good thing, you want to notice. You want to tell them, yes, right, downs are a great thing. So I take a little side venture and start working with her with downs. Now notice I tell her down and she doesn't. That is normal. That is to be expected. So I help her using the guided down that she already knows. I'm not mad at her. I'm not yanking on her. I'm not thinking she's being defiant or difficult or any of those things. She is learning. And always think how hard it is for us to learn a foreign language or a new sport. 
you want to give your puppy or your dog as much leeway as you would like a coach teaching you something new to give you. You want that coach to be supportive and helpful, not to be upset, punitive, or think that when you swing the bat and you miss, the coach goes, see, she's just being difficult. No, you're just learning. Learning is messy. Sometimes they get it, sometimes they don't. Who knows why? It doesn't matter. I help her out, and pretty soon she's doing a really nice job. And it's exactly what I expect from a young pup. I help them out, we cheer on, we make it fun, and pretty soon they're getting more and more consistent. So enjoy little Tootsie, and then we'll be right back. So that works really quickly with just about all dogs, but because this works so well, yes, we did downs this morning. Who's just throwing downs at me? Good girl, down. She didn't, so I'm gonna help her. I'm gonna show it, but not give it to her. Good girl down. There, she got it. See, a little show and stow. Give them a chance to figure it out. Good girl. Down. Help her. Show it, but don't give it to her. Take it away. Yeah. Come on up here so the folks can see you. Good girl. Tootsie, down. Very nice. I'll give that because that's a good effort. You can see her thinking about it. That's what I want for her. So I'm going to go get a different puppy who I haven't even done body blocking with and hopefully that'll give you more to see because you are too smart and too good. She is just too charming. Bright, great eye contact, a lot of fun. What a lovely, lovely pup. This next little clip I have for you is I am working Bacchus, a young German Shepherd. And you'll see right at the beginning, he pulls ahead. You get to see me back up and use the pulsing on the lead routine. Really watch how quickly I pulse and how softly I pulse. It is the backing up and the combination of that pulsing which prevents him from leaning against the lead and going for the biscuit. It helps to turn him around. The minute he turns around, I'm right there to support him and praise him. So this isn't a big deal. I've had some people ask me, um, don't I worry about repetitive motion injuries? Uh, no, because <laughs> I'm not using them all that much. And it's not a hard action. And it's much more fingers than wrist or elbow or anything else. In fact, after all these years of training, I pretty much developed methods for myself that are easier and easier on my body because I just have a lot of wear and tear after all these years. I didn't start out having easy, gentle methods. I started out back in the 70s, and things were different back then. It's better now, and this is better than what I was doing back then. So try this. You have to teach it, of course, like everything else, but once you teach it, your dog starts to learn that, that pressure on the lead means turn back to you. So pay attention to this. Also, in a never-ending quest to find something to show you guys, I take him off lead before he's ready to show you what that is about. And predictably, he does go to check out the biscuit. Notice my correction. I reach in and I tap him on the sides. He is a soft dog and that gentle tap is all I need to interrupt him and get his attention back on me. Corrections do not need to be a big deal. 
They need to be effective. I'm not trying to punish his curiosity. Perfectly reasonable for him to be curious. I just don't want him to do it right then. I don't need to take the fly off the forehead of a friend with a sledgehammer. I can just reach in and go, not right now. And he goes, ooh, sorry, didn't know. And I say, well, of course you didn't know. Who would? And he says, no problem. I'm with you. Great. And we move forward. So I want you to pay attention to all of this and come on back. All right. I want this lead to be loose because I want him to be as good off lead as he is on. And if I'm hauling him around all the time, then it's the leash he relates to. It's the leash that controls him. And the leash comes off, you've got nothing or very little. You should be able to drop the leash very quickly. Whoops. Good boy. Very good. Excellent. Good. Drop the leash. Good boy. And have it make very little difference in your dog's behavior because I'm not using it to control him. I'm using it as a backup. Good boy. Buck has come. Good job. Nicely done. Boy, I don't care what side he looks at me from when he's off lead. I just want him to see the cookie and think, if I look at Sarah, good things are going to happen. Very good. Very nice. Buck has come. Good. Beautiful. What a good boy you are. You're awesome. Yes, you are. You're awesome. Oh, thank you. Nice nose kisses. Nice nose kisses. So pretty soon you're walking along. You stop. The dog stops and looks up. Perfect. Perfection. Should we go for this? This is going for broke. You could just grab that biscuit anytime you wanted. Buck has come. Good boy. Good. Good. So smart. So <laughs> smart. Good boy. Good. I'll fix the swinging out. Leave it. Whoops. Leave it. Good boy. Very good. Nice. Wasn't that a horrible correction? It was awful. Good. But it worked. Right? It was gentle. I just gently tapped him on the flank and said his name softly. That was plenty for him. He's not, he hasn't got his ears back. He's not upset. But it got the point across that I would rather not have you do that at this moment. Good boy. So the correction has to match. Good boy. Very nice. The correction has to match the dog, match the situation. And a good correction gets you what you want, but doesn't cause confusion, pain, doubt, hesitation, shutdown. Here's the cookie. Leave it. Good boy. And for that, you get it. Good job. Lots of food for thought in there, especially about keeping that lead slack as much as you possibly can. And when you use it, use it with awareness. Ponder this while we go off and hear from our sponsors. Stay tuned. Okay, class, grab your tuna flakes, biscuits, and bones. Teacher's pet will be back in two shakes of a tail, right after recess. From Paris, New York, and around the globe, get ready for the hip, 
the trendy, the uber cool where pets rule. If you've got a passion for pet fashion and a flair for animal wear, this is the ultimate place to take a peek at what's chic in the world of designer pet fashion and cool new pet products. On the pet set with our fashion diva, Queen Dog Lady. The pet set every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com. Ready to take a walk? Not just you, but your whole family. It's the 2008 Whisker Walk, Sunday, June 8th from 9 to 4 at the Lancaster Fairground in Lancaster, Massachusetts. Pet owners and animal lovers walk to lend a paw to benefit the animal shelters and pet charities they love. Come see exhibits, demonstrations, educational programs, special attractions, product giveaways, entertainment, auctions, raffles, food, fun, and things for adults and kids to see, do, and buy, both human and pet-related. Whisker Walk 2008, a fun day for everyone. For more information, log on to whiskerwalk.org. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, hang up your collars and leashes. Teacher's Pet is back in session. Now park yourselves on the floor. I said park, not bark. Okay, Teacher's Pet with pet expert and author Sarah Wilson. Pay attention. There may be a quiz later. Welcome back. This is Sarah Wilson on Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. One of my current pet peeves, and they come and go in training, every trainer has them, is the number of people I see bringing dogs around on flat collars. The dogs are hauling like maniacs on those collars, and people refuse to use the lead effectively or to teach the dog because they don't want to be abusive or whatever. not asking you to be abusive. I am asking you to be effective. I don't care what your intention is. If a dog is hauling you around on a flat collar, you're putting a tremendous amount of stress on that dog's neck and trachea. So do something about it. Train them, teach them, change equipment. I don't care, but do something about it. Do not simply throw your hands up and say, well, I'm a, pro- I'm a positive trainer, therefore I can't do anything negative, therefore I can't help my dog. And eh. You have the leash on the dog, you're the one that put the leash on the dog, so it's your obligation to do something about it and help this dog learn another choice. All right, now you're in for a treat. You're going to hear Shirley and I talk about her mobility dog, Zia, and what that life is like. 
just a little snippet. Enjoy, and we'll be back after that. Okay, what kind of service dog is Zia? <laughs> okay. <laughs> a darn fine one. <laughs> That's good. We like that. Good answer. Good answer. Zia is my mobility assistance dog. Zia helps me stay off the floor and on my feet. <laughs> this is good. This is good. Um, she helps me with walking because I don't walk well. Mm -hmm. And I lose my balance a lot, so she counterbalances me so I don't fall. If I go to fall one direction, she counterbalances me the opposite direction. And which, she, which makes it better than a cane or a oh, walker yeah, or anything well, like physically that. Physically, I can't use a cane or a walker because they damage my shoulder replacements, and so I'm not permitted a walker. It was her or a power chair. So she's um, she's been trained to counterbalance me north, south, east, and west on That's either great. hand so that no matter what arm of mine is feeling better or worse, I can use her either direction. And she also helps me to balance myself if I want to reach down to grab something. If I just lean over, I fall over. Um, so I just hold on to her and she braces up and I can pick up what I want. Um, and when I have difficulty, my joints are really bad and I can't get up out of a chair, she will stand and brace really hard and just brace her muscles up and then I can use her to steady myself to get out of a chair or sofa. Yep, saw so you do that today at the restaurant? Yes. And she's a... Uh, perfectly seamless at what she does. She's just, you know, she loves her job. She's a great worker. She has a fabulous work ethic. And, uh, you know. No, she would be devastated if she was left at home. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the times that I've had to leave her at home, she's like, what? What? Yeah, that's right. Wait a Excuse minute. Excuse <laughs> Well, haven't you said that she's gone to do her job even when she's out of harness yes. and you haven't asked her to? Yes, she has. Uh, in fact, uh, even in my home when I uh, don't generally have her in harness because I can go from thing to thing in my house without tripping. I did trip and she shot right off the floor off of her dog bed to push herself right in front of me so that I had something to hang on to. Oh, bless her. So she's always looking after my back. When we're walking here, we walk a lot more outside here and when we're walking and there's someone behind me, she always alerts and lets me know there's somebody there. Quietly. Very quietly. She just kind of pricks her ears up and goes, you know, there's somebody back there. Mm -hmm. And she's fine about it. She's uh, she's great with other dogs. She's great with people. She loves children. And uh, out of the harness, she's a regular, normal dog. So when you're out and about, what is what would be the ideal way for people to treat her? People can acknowledge that she's there, but staring is rude. No matter what, you wouldn't stare if I was missing an arm or a leg. Mm -hmm. and same thing. Um, just to acknowledge or say, pretty dog, I don't mind that, it's mm -hmm. a compliment, she's a gorgeous dog. Um, but the gaping, the down in front of you, the trying to pull her off, going, your doggy, your doggy, your doggy, you know, that kind mm -hmm. of stuff, or the blatant staring when you just feel like you have the pox, or maybe, you know, you have a big mark on your forehead, or, you know, something. Right, you just want to be able to live your life. Just live my life. This is not my first time out, maybe right. their first time to see a service dog in action that isn't um, visual yeah guiding eyes dog, dog type yeah. yeah but it's not my first time in out and it's time after time after time yeah. it wears thin yeah people don't know that you've already been asked this question 10 times, times yeah yeah in yeah. one trip around the drugstore and you exactly. really just want to get your toothpaste and get on with your day exactly if people can imagine what it would be like to be interrupted every time you go for a walk someplace people stare and then they ask you questions and you can't get from point a to point b as innocent as those questions her, are. I love doggies. That's my biggie. Mm -hmm. um, I love dogs and they get down in her face and stare at her or they just reach for her. 
Um, and this is the adults. The children, surprisingly enough, mm -hmm. are better. Mm -hmm. Some kids are a little grabby, but you can forestall them and just say, no, she's working. Mm -hmm. You can't interrupt her. So it's like when mom's on the phone, you can't go, mom, mom, mom. She mm -hmm. loses her train of thought. She has to stay working. But adults that get down in her face, there's just no reason for that. You know, people are just rude about it. Kids know from school, I suppose, about helper dogs. So right. we just call her a helper dog for kids. No, it is, it, they don't understand how much work it is for her. Yes. And just being out to lunch today, she was under the table, and there was a table of, what, 20 next 20 to us, 20 people, young yeah. people, and they had a birthday, and all the waiters and waitresses mm -hmm. came clapping and stamping and whooping it up, and the whole table clapped and stamped and whooped it up. And we were and, five feet away. And the dogs have to be so impeccable. She just sat and watched. But it's all work for her. For she her? needs, yeah, she needs to be given some room. For her, it's her job. Um, people don't think about it. Right. You know, people are often very thoughtless about some of the things that happen. They want to give her cookies. They want to pet her. They want to say, does she ever get that harness off? That's mean. You know? Right. Um, when actually, she loves what she does. Right. She's, she's, if I get the keys out, she's ready to go. She's, if I don't take her harness off the hook, and I might just take the cane to the car for something, um, she's devastated. Yeah. Well, and it's clear that you don't like her just from how you guys are together, that you're just <laughs> utilizing her as an object. Yes. <laughs> Truly, she's just my object. She's, um, she's a remarkable dog, and her patience with people is mm -hmm. phenomenal. And people will want to Gucci, 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 and not approach dogs like you would approach somebody's pet dog. Mm -hmm. They approach her completely different. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, they do because with somebody's pet dog, it's always mm, you know. Mm -hmm. And but with her, they get right in her face and they mush on her, and it's rude, you know. And dog, it's rude. She tolerates it all. Service dogs have to be so far past simply okay. They have to be phenomenal. She is phenomenal. Yeah. She is. Uh, she loves what she does. She's yep. a great worker. She's been impeccably trained. <laughs> As I need things, we train up things yep. a little further, um, which is where I taught her to pick stuff up for me, so now I don't really have to bend down and get it. She'll just pick it up for me. And well, and also me. spin is nice. Spin is a great command when I need her to turn right or left or we're getting ready to go somewhere and ready to turn about. I don't have to joggle along. You know, mm -hmm. I just hold the harness and tell her spin in or spin out. Right. Um, with other dogs here living in the condo complex for a while, there's a lot of little tiny dogs on leashes that don't get other dogs, mm -hmm. and so they yap, 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 yap better. And ignore is a command that I've given her mm -hmm. where instead of like leave it for just picking up things, mm -hmm. I just tell her ignore, and she knows exactly what I mean, and she goes along. Yeah, right on past. Mm -hmm. And she breezes by. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure again being around you two. Yeah, well. <laughs> it's a pleasure to own her. She's phenomenal. She is phenomenal, and she is her. much loved. Yes, she's much loved. <laughs> Thank you, Shirley, for sharing that insight into your life with your amazing dog. And it's a good reminder to all of us to treat all service teams we see with respectful distance, unless otherwise invited to do so. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. If you have questions or comments, please email me at sarah at petliferadio.com or come and visit us at our community at mysmartpuppy.com. Go to community, you'll find us there. It's a terrific group of very supportive dog lovers, professionals, and pet owners alike. T.
Until next episode, remember that any pet can be a teacher's pet and enjoy this glorious spring. Take care. School's in session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet with pet expert and author Sarah Wilson. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.